From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Thursday, January 6th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio's Democratic U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown is reflecting on the events one year ago when supporters of then-President Donald Trump overran the U.S. Capitol. ONN's Dave James reports. Senator Brown calls it the most horrific day of his career. He was there but says he was not threatened directly. Brown says all those involved in the attack or in the planning should be prosecuted. We don't know about all the meetings planning these attacks. We don't know exactly the role of the president. Uh, We don't know exactly the role of the attorney general, but we know that this was an act of treason by some people who tried to overthrow our government, who tried to undo an election. Dave James, I went in nukes. President Joe Biden spoke from the U.S. Capitol this morning on the one-year anniversary of the failed insurrection. Biden said those involved were not tourists nor patriots, as some have tried to claim. A mob breaking windows, kicking in doors breaching the Capitol, American flags on poles being used as weapons, as spears, fire stingers being thrown at the heads of police officers, a crowd that professes their love for law enforcement assaulted those police officers. Over 140 police officers were injured. He was also critical of former President Donald Trump. For the first time in our history, a president had not just lost an election, he tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power as a violent mob breached the Capitol. They failed. On this day of remembrance, we must make sure that such attack never, never happens again. And one year after the mob breached and vandalized the U.S. Capitol, federal authorities continue to make arrests and file charges. The Columbus Dispatch reports 38 Ohioans are among the more than 725 suspects who have been arrested and charged in connection with the failed insurrection. Four of those arrests of Ohio suspects took place as recently as December. Of the 38 Ohio defendants, six have entered guilty pleas. Northeast Ohio continues to be the epicenter of COVID-19 cases in the U.S. Laura Queso has more. One in every 75 people hospitalized with COVID in the U.S. is being treated in a Cleveland Clinic hospital. One in 75. And about 3,200 Cleveland Clinic workers are out sick right now. The clinic says every single day, more than 300 caregivers are getting COVID. They are just part of thousands of people across Northeast Ohio who are now testing positive. I'm Laura Queso. About 900 people per day are getting tested for COVID-19 at a drive through site in Akron, where Emma Henderson says the positivity rates are very high. The site is run by multiple organizations, including the National Guard, and it's where they saw a 54% positivity rate during the last week of December. Health Commissioner Donna Skoda anticipates positivity rates at the site are higher than the community spread since many of those who are coming have either been exposed to COVID or have symptoms. No, it's not surprising at all. Cuyahoga County saw very similar numbers when they started their testing events, and we're hopeful that they'll trail off over the weeks. In Northeast Ohio, Emma Henderson... 19-year-old Talent Bradley, who was awaiting trial after being accused of using a dating app to meet and kill two men in the Columbus area, 
has died. More from Andrew Kinsey. Franklin County Prosecutor's Office confirming that Bradley has died and his obituary saying that he died last week. Now, we don't know how he died or where he died, but we have reached out to multiple agencies to get those answers. Bradley was arrested last August for the deaths of 62-year-old Robert Goodrich and 63-year-old Randy Quartz. Goodrich was stabbed to death at his home in Westerville last May. Quartz was killed with a blunt object at his home in Columbus last June. Bradley's lawyers have filed a motion in court to have the case dismissed because of his death. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Authorities say an apparent shootout on a Dayton street left two people dead and two others injured. The gunfire erupted around 5 p.m. Tuesday, though it's not yet clear how many shooters were involved or what sparked the incident. The two people killed were pronounced dead at the scene, according to the Montgomery County Coroner's Office. One of the wounded victims was hospitalized in serious condition, while the other was being treated for injuries not considered life-threatening. The names of the four people have not been released. Authorities say no arrests have been made. Workers for an Ohio-based missionary organization say an unidentified person made a ransom payment that freed three of their kidnapped colleagues from a Haitian gang in early December. That ransom agreement was supposed to have led to the release of all 15 of the North American hostages, but ex-hostages and others involved say the gang reneged. The person who paid the ransom was not affiliated with Northeast Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministries. The workers say they don't know the identity of the individual or how much was paid. Ex-hostages have recently told church groups about their ordeal, which they said ended in a dramatic escape on December 16th. The Toledo Ballet's artistic director of more than 15 years has been removed from the company, Dave James reports. A board trustee for the Toledo Alliance for the Performing Arts, or TAPA, who wished to remain anonymous, told WTOL-TV in Toledo that the decision to remove Lisa Mayer came from above and the trustees were not involved. The trustee also says all but four ballet dancers, as well as a costume designer and set designer, have all left the ballet company. TAPA's director of communications was not available to comment on the issue. Dave James, I went in news. And Federal Reserve policymakers at a meeting last month said the U.S. job market was nearly at levels healthy enough that the central bank's low interest rate policies were no longer needed. Angela Ann explains. Federal officials expressed concerns that surging inflation was spreading into more areas of the economy and would last longer than they previously expected. Policymakers suggested after last month's meeting that they could hike the short-term interest rate three times this year. Even officials who have long been focused on keeping rates low to combat unemployment now say concerns about high inflation may be a reason for raising interest rates this year. Angela Ann, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.